Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. You can't do it all. You can just not all at the same time. You have there's there's times to focus on certain things. But the things that you can always focus on are those character traits that you want your children to have as adults. Sitting down and saying, you know, what how what do I want my children to have? I want them to be respectful. I want them to be obedient. I want them to be kind to others. And above all, you focus on those things in whatever situation you're in. Because every situation is going to help you teach those things some way. Just coming home from school with a carload of kids and everybody's going crazy for a snack. It's a great opportunity to teach patience and kindness and obedience and quiet, you know, those kinds of things. Aloha, friends. Welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I hope you're doing great. I am so excited to share today's interview with you. You were just listening to a short clip from Chris Howard, who has so much wisdom to share with all of us today. Now, many of you know Chris as the grandmother to the Duck Dynasty crew. She is Corey Robertson's mother, and we had Corey on this spring, and Corey had so much wisdom to share, and you're going to see where she gets at least a lot of her wisdom. They just have a beautiful legacy in that family of godly wisdom being passed down through the generations. And you know, as I talk to a lot of women, one thing I hear over and over is, how we crave mentors. We just need the wisdom of those who have gone before us, who have walked through some of the things we walk through, even if it looks different since our world is ever changing. Still, there is timeless wisdom that we can gain from mentors. And so I encourage you, if you don't have someone in real life that you talk to, seek that out, pray for it, because I think it makes such a difference. There are a few different women in my life who I turn to, who I try to meet with in person, or at least in emails and phone calls that just can speak in to my life coming from a perspective that is so refreshing. I think when you're in the thick of it in motherhood, sometimes it's hard to see the forest for the trees. So mentors are just an important part of life for all of us. 
Well, whether or not you have a real life mentor in your life, today you get a mentor. I wanted to bring Chris on to just ask her some questions. Uh, I've been listening to her podcast, Rockin' It Grand, which I think is terrific, not just for grandparents, but for anybody. She has so much wisdom in there. But I wanted to just run some of the topics by her that I've heard her talk about there on her podcast and other things that I know us moms just want to hear from somebody who's gone before us. I think that everything Chris shares is encouraging and inspiring, and I think you're going to feel the same way. So before we hop in, I just want to remind you that next week, Monday, June 1st, the doors to the character training course are going to open again, and it is a summer sale. So be sure to grab the link in show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 107. And uh, you can always go directly to the course page as well, which is monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. You can check out the module, see everything that's in there. But you guys, this course launched for the first time in the summer of 2020 and the feedback I've been hearing from families all over the world just blesses me so much. I am thrilled to hear that this course is everything I hoped it would be. People are finding real change for their children and their entire families. They're telling me it's practical, it's encouraging, it's doable to get through the modules. And what I love is when I've asked what everyone's favorite part of the course is, I'm hearing so many different things. It's not like there's just one thing that stands out. Some people love the interviews. Some love the videos. A lot of people are finding just so much um, help in the downloads that they have printed out and used with their kids. So remember, once you're in that course, you have lifetime access. So this is a great time to get it. If you're thinking you're ever going to get it, grab it while it's on sale, $35 off. And the doors are only open from June 1st to June 7th. So again, go over, check it out. Hope you can join us this summer and really dive in with your kids. Use your time intentionally while you've got them this summer. And now we're going to dive right into this interview with Chris Howard. I'll have a few final words to say at the end, but I hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Chris, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Hello, it's good to be here. We are so excited to have you and you're following just a few weeks after your daughter, Corey Robertson, who was with us and had so much wisdom and experience to share, but there's no doubt she gets it from her mom. <laughs> I, I know enough about you to know that you have passed on such a legacy to your family and are still so involved in the Robertson's family and you just, you're amazing. So before I dive in, could you just give a quick introduction to who you are and a little more about your background? Yes, I'll do that. And thank you for that that compliment. And I'm not so sure about Corey. I, she's my one I said was born wise. Um, mm. I was so soul from even when she was very young. So she is a precious mama as my other daughter is. And my son is a precious dad. But I do have three kids and I have 14 grandkids and I soon to have five great grandkids. So we are a big, busy family, and I love that. My background is education. I was a teacher, which I was my dream and wanted to be, and I was that, and I love that until uh, my husband and I decided to have a publishing company, a Christian publishing company, and he started it, and I still stayed teaching for a couple of years and then joined him in the publishing company and um just learned a whole lot about publishing and editing and all that sort of thing. And then we eventually sold that to Simon and Schuster. And so we've been married. This will be our 50th anniversary in So we're wow. thrilled about that and um, have a big family and just love being 
the parents and grandparents of this big family. Oh, so awesome. And you all live pretty much on one street, right? You're all close together. We do live close together. Not all of us, but a good many. Um, Corey and her husband do live right beside us. And my son is about three minutes away. But I have a daughter who and her children who were raised in Huntsville, Alabama. Now they're in college in different places. So we did have that seven-hour commute to ball game. Mm. We even went to a ball game and a baseball game seven hours away and turned around and came back that same night. Oh my goodness. Stop it. That's crazy. We've done that long-distance grandparenting thing as well and then had those who were just in our house every single day. Life is never dull. That's right. (laughs) Oh, I love it. You're just like the dream grandparents to drive that far for sports. That is just so cool. Okay. And then also please tell us, well, first of all, you and I chatted a little before we hit record, but with your background in publishing, you have not only written your own books, but you've been a big part of helping others in the family write their books, I know. And sometimes without a lot of recognition, probably. So people don't realize how busy you've been in the book world. So I love your writing and have been so encouraged by that. But also you have a podcast. Can you tell us about that? I do have a podcast. I started a podcast about a year ago. Well, I've been in radio for over 10 years here, just local radio. And um, our our name for that was It's a Mom Thing. And we just, Mm. you know, minister to moms and encouraged and inspired. That was our whole goal of that. And um, after 10 years, I decided it was time to move on and wasn't even thinking about a podcast, which is crazy because everybody's thinking about podcasts. (laughs) But I really wasn't. And I had... um, a friend, a friend who's done some different events with me. She's a comedian and a writer and just the best spiritual leader. She um, approached me about partnering with a lifestyle site and to help grandparents um, just to, oh, you know, to encourage them and again, inspire them and just say, here's what we're doing. What are y'all doing? Just to build a community. So we did that. We called it Rocking It Grand. And then an organization in Texas reached out to us called Christian Parenting to see if we were interested in a podcast. And we were like, well, okay, I guess we could be interested. She had also done radio for 10 years. And so we started the podcast and it's called Rocking It Grand. And the very cool thing about it, I think, is that it's starting now to touch um, younger women who are approaching mm-hmm. us, you know, texting us, messaging us and saying, we're loving your podcast. It wasn't necessarily for me, but it's I'm learning so much. So we're trying to direct our podcast as well as our lifestyle site now also to mentoring um, young moms and you know, new grandparents, old grandparents, kind of everybody, every phase of life that we've walked through. Right. I Well, I'm so glad to hear that because as I've been listening to your podcast, that was my thoughts is, I think this is for grandparents, but the truth is us younger moms really need this. And so I was hoping that you're putting it out there for the, for the moms as well as the grandparents. And I just want to tell anyone listening that if you want wisdom, these are the people to listen to. Forget, forget us, us who are in it now. Listen to those who have gone ahead of us. And uh, so I just love your podcast. And I agree the two of you are so much fun and so real and yet so full of wisdom. So it's just a, a really a great podcast. I highly recommend. 
Thank you so much for that. I talked to Sadie talks a lot about finding a mentor and, and all of the work that she does. And I, we've talked about it before. And I've told her when we were growing up, that word mentor wasn't even a word. We didn't mm. hear that word, but that doesn't mean we didn't have a ton of them. You know, we look to our moms and our grandmothers and we look to the women and our church leaders and um, you know, those women, they were our mentors, even though we didn't use that word. We looked Isn't that at interesting? and we were able to yeah. say, okay, that's how they do it. Okay. I get it. You know, I can do that. Yeah. I love that. I wonder if that word wasn't a thing because it was just such a natural part of life. And now we're having to kind of um, create, we use the word because not enough people are doing it. Maybe. I really think that you're right about that because even back 20 years ago, I was talking about how the change of when my mother was raising us, the women in the neighborhood would get together and fold clothes and have mm. coffee. And sometimes they would play bridge. We'd come up from school and they'd all be sitting in the living room playing bridge. <laughs> but nobody does that anymore. No, so You're no. right. We don't, we have to create that space. And again, that's being intentional about finding those people. We have this mass amount of communication, yet we don't communicate with the people across the street. So true. That's so true. different than parenting 50 years ago, where you had each other that you could lean on and trust people's advice. So today, we don't have that. Oh, I agree. And I think we've just kind of lost that sense of community. And of course, the pandemic hasn't helped that any. And so I just would love to think there's hope that we can move in that direction again, although with, with technology and everything else, I think it's going to be an upstream, an upstream swim to get there if, if any of us are going to do that. So good encouragement. Well, it's one of those things my mom says, it's always hard to go backwards. You know, we look at things that we did in the past that were good things, and we will not go back to that. But that doesn't mean what we go to isn't going to be good. It's going to, it can be great. We just yes. create that in the way that it is in 2021 and 2022. Mm. It's not going to be oh. 1953 again, but it will. It can be if we're intentional about having creating those same things. You, we look at things that were really great and done well. And I remember when I started parenting my kids, and a lot of new books had come out by then. Now it's uh, just uh, so many; it's overwhelming. And, Attributed that with more books, strong and kind, of course, and other things. But when I started parenting mine in the 70s, books were starting to come out and I was reading things that I wasn't agreeing with. Mm. And I remember thinking, you know what? I'm closing the books and I'm doing what my mom did and what her mom did, because those were trusted methods of raising children. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we are today with so many voices out there speaking into you, young moms, that you have to be very discerning about which voice you want to listen to, and that it uh, lines up with your values and character traits that you want. And mm-hmm. what Oh, that's so good. That's so true. And I, I have a feeling your mom and grandma were probably turning to the Bible most of all, right? They did a lot. Now, my grandmother was a very strong spiritual leader, but my mom and dad didn't come into their faith until I was about five or six years old. I can remember them going to church and being baptized. That's very Mm. clear in my brain. But from that point on, they were faithful followers of God. And um, the ones always at church, when the doors were open, 
all <laughs> six kids dressed up in the little shiny shoes and hair, mm-hmm. dye, you know, that sort of thing. So yes, that was definitely how my parents chose to raise the character traits that they wanted in us were I love it. Based. Yes. So so that makes me curious. Um, since they were, you know, big church people, did you uh, want to walk in that from the time you were young or did you go through a rebellious stage? What What was that like for you? I did not, but there are six of us, so I cannot mm. name names, but you know, <laughs> in the six that did walk through some um, mm-hmm. difficult times as kids do. But for me, I, I did not. That just wasn't even my personality type and um, it was not it wasn't difficult for me. I did discover Christian camping when I was 14. The camp, I know Corey talked about that, the camp that our family still works with. I still direct the summer camps. Yes. So that helped me uh, stay strong. And back in those days, in the late 60s, this was all kind of a new thing too, to go to a Christian yeah. camp. I was like shocked that there were that many people who said they loved God, you know? <laughs> I love it. That helped me. And, um, you know, it was just, um, I've always had that a strong faith in God, even as a little kid. So one of those things you can't, don't know where to answer, but God just yep. that there, you know? Yep. And it sounds like your parents had an authentic uh, transformation and probably, though I'm sure it was imperfect and they were young in their faith, you got to witness them walking it out sincerely. Yeah, that's for sure. And not just, you know, they were, they were young in their faith, but they were old in their um, wisdom. You know, Mm -hmm. I look at them even as young parents and of course, daddy, like so many of those men had served in wartime in the Korean war. Mm, My mom was, I didn't see him for a year. I was a year old before I saw my daddy or he saw me. And my mom, you know, you, you grew up, quickly in those years and you did what you had to do to raise your family. And that's, that's what they did. So they had handed down to them very strong, uh, godly character traits, even though they were fairly new in their, their, their own walk. They had, they had walked it through their families too, you know, with just their own decision. Oh, that is so awesome. Well, I have kept a little list of topics that you've touched on in your podcast and that I know that you have spoken on, and I could probably keep you for a long, long time just sharing some of the wisdom that I've heard you share, but if you don't mind, I would love to touch on a few of the topics that especially have come up the most with my podcast listeners, things I know are on people's minds, and so if you're all right with it, I'm just going to start throwing out a few questions for you, all right? Yes, that's awesome. Okay. First of all, you have done such a good job of pointing moms to the big picture. And I know I've got a lot of moms listening who are in the trenches. They've got toddlers or maybe teenagers. Um, there's, it's just a hectic season. So I think you shared a little analogy that was really helpful to me, but can you talk to us about how we can gain a big picture vision? I think the analogy you're probably referring to is the basketball court because we're a big basketball family. Even Same. though we had certain time in the Korean War, he played basketball for the Marines. He was part of the entertainment troops. So that's down to our family. But one thing I've noticed, I've watched how the little point guard, as she is guiding the team, she has to be aware of every single person on that court. She cannot, and I've heard my brother, who's been the coach for many years, say, don't look down at the ball, look up. You have to look up and see the big picture for you to reach that goal at the other end. If you continue just looking down at 
the crying babies and the mm-hmm. mess that's always in your living room and the arguing when they get older, where they reach those years where it's just like a constant argue and you feel like, how, why are y'all arguing? You love each other, don't you? you know? If you just look at that and not look up and see the big picture of what you're trying to create when it's all over with. And that means let your brain go all the way to being married 50 years and having children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. Yes. Because if you want yes. to attain that, there are things that you, the choices you're going to have to make to get to mm. that goal, just like any athlete if they're on the basketball court or they're running, whatever, just the the same thing. If you can put that in your brain, if I want to be able to be that, I have to Mm -hmm. do this to get to that. And it's been some rough days. Yes. But I just love that so much. And that is so much my heart. And in, in my book, Boy Mom, I even talk about, uh, in one of the sections is on um, kids and, and raising kids to be healthy, you know, physically, nutritionally healthy. And I even talk about how I do, I get kind of weird and I go in my imagination to like the day that my kids are all grown and they bring their kids home for Thanksgiving and I'm looking around the table and I'm like, are my kids healthy? Are they emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, physically healthy? Well, to get to that place where they're going to be adults living a healthy life, what can I do today? So, so I just do this. I, you know, I love to use my imagination to really gather that vision for the future. And yet it means so much more coming from you because you're just that step ahead of where I am. My oldest is 21, but I just love that you focus on that. And I also love that you're a grandma using a basketball analogy. It's so good. <laughs> That's crazy. I know, but I'm, I'm a real athlete. Uh, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, you can Everyone see. should follow your Instagram. I love seeing you in your workout clothes. You look incredible. And yeah, I grew up, I was actually a point guard. So that's probably oh. why I love that because I grew up in a basketball family, but I'm a bit short for the sport. So um, I was the point guard. So I love it. There you okay. Go. S- yeah. Such good wisdom there. We could just camp on that and be done. But I'm going to keep going here. Can you tell us what you recommend we focus on then? What are the things that matter most um, when you're in the thick of it to keep your eyes on for the future? I I think, man, that is a tough one because, you you know, you can get overwhelmed at what you're supposed to be focusing on too. And till you just are like, I can't, I can't do it all. And you know, I know Corey probably said this when when she, she did her podcast with you because we both like to say you can't do it all. You can just not all at the same time. You have there's there's Good. times to focus on certain things, but the things that you can always focus on are those character traits that you want your children to have as adults: um, kindness, you know, being courageous. And they're not going to all have that at this. I was the shyest child that walked. I'm not sure I spoke mm-hmm. for the fifth grade. And mm-hmm. but I had a mother and my older sister, just one year and one day older than me, who doesn't have a shy bone in her body, <laughs> you know. So here, then I came along and super shy. But I had a mom who was able to parent both of us where we were, help me to be able to come out of being a shy person or to use that, you know, still, I still have that. I'm still a a shyer person uh, by nature, but she did things like made me, you know, talk to the lady in the grocery store, made sure I shook hands with the 
man at church, you know, mm-hmm. able to guide me in those kinds of things. So I think mm-hmm. just sitting, sitting down and saying, you know, what, how, what do I want my children to have? I want them to be respectful. Mm-hmm. I want them to be obedient. I want them to be mm-hmm. kind to others. And above all, you focus on those things in whatever situation you're in. Um, every situation is going to help you teach those things some way. Just coming home from school with a carload of kids and everybody's going crazy for a snack. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to teach patience and kindness right. and obedience and quiet, you know, those yes. kinds of things. guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. And I want to pause real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, The Good Book Company. I love working with The Good Book Company. They have so many awesome books. And we are talking today about the Big Questions series. Oh my goodness, what an important series. You have to hop over to show notes to see these awesome books. But it is a series of books that walks kids aged 9 through 13 approximately through what the Bible says about some of the big questions of life, such as, why does God let bad things happen? What happens when we die? And how do we know Christianity is really true? You guys, these are the questions that our kids are wrestling with, whether they bring them up or not. I guarantee we've had conversations about all of these questions with all of my boys. These books are written by a Christian studies teacher and school chaplain with experience answering the big questions tweens ask. You can learn more at thegoodbook.com. Again, thegoodbook.com. There will be links over in show notes and images of the books, but I cannot say enough about how important these things are to walk through with your kids. You want to be the one they talk to about these things. You don't want them go exploring on the internet or talking to their friends. So get these books, walk through them with your kids. I think you will be so glad you did. And now back to today's conversation. I'm going to hop down now and touch on uh, one of the podcast episodes I listened to recently of yours about manners. Can you just speak into our our little lives about manners and kids and manners? Do manners matter anymore? (laughs) Man, I just think they matter so much. I just really think sometimes manners make the difference in who's even going to get a job. Yep. Like Mm -hmm. how that person has manners when he meets that person he's being interviewed. So on that kind of a secular level, yes, it's very important. But manners are also those things that tell people that you love them and you respect them because that's what a good manners are, you know, whenever. Of course, we're in the South, so we say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And we teach our children that, you know, already with John Shepard and Zane, who are uh, two and under, you know, we we don't, because we're just used to that in the South, we don't even say yes. We say yes, ma'am. You know, mm, we, right. we teach those manners so that they sound kind and respectful to the people that they meet. But I believe that man, I, we have a joke in my family because I am so big on manners at the dinner table that I, I insist that my kids, my grandkids learn how to eat properly at the dinner table. And I used to tell them, my own kids, I'd say, you never know when you might get invited to the White House. And so now, since Corey and Willie actually were invited, <laughs> now it's the biggest joke because, yeah, you actually could be, you know, we did. You actually could be. <laughs> Most of us, that's never going to happen, but. <laughs> and we, this would never happen, but this could oh. actually happen. And you just never know who you're going to entertain. And 
And so you true. Know your manners. And what, one of the other funny things when Bella was probably eight, Bella's 18 now, but she had a friend over for dinner and I did the thing of put your napkin in your lap, you know, that kind of thing. And she looked over at her friend and she said, when you eat with two mama, you get dinners and you get manners lessons. <laughs> I said, <laughs> right. So because good. I just think they're important and they're, it's little things. Manners are not anything more than a habit. We get in the habit of doing good behavior and we get in a habit of doing not so good behavior. Yeah. And you're so right. when we recognize maybe that's happening in our kids and we have kind of forgotten, let it slip, haven't been doing what we should do. That's when you mm-hmm. sit down with the whole family and say, you know what, we all need to regroup here because we've kind of gotten where we're not treating each other kindly, or we're not saying yes in a kind way, we're saying, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. I, I love it. At least when children at least say yes and no, and not no. Yeah. You know, so totally. you know, those kinds of things that say to the world, I respect who you are enough to use good habits and how I respond to you. Yes. Oh, I, I love that. And and um, I guess it's important to remember that we can retrain our habits. It takes time mm-hmm. and intentionality, but we can retrain our kids' habits uh, if we want to, right? Absolutely. Yes. I love that. I, in, in Boy Mom, I quote Emily Post, of course, that the expert on manners. I don't have the exact quote in my head, but something about how manners are really a, a keen awareness of others and others' feelings. And she says, if you have that, it doesn't really matter what fork you use. And I thought, you know, it's true. It really matters. The heart of manners is a thoughtfulness to others. That's right. And yet we, we have lost that art, too, of things like table manners. And here in Hawaii, you don't hear yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, in, unless there are a lot of military here. So sometimes we get someone from the South, but here in Hawaii, everybody's auntie and uncle. (laughs) And so people just, and and I think sometimes kids get lazy and don't learn people's names first or last. And it's just, hey, auntie. (laughs) So it's a little casual. It's not quite like the South, but it's something. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. You know, you you have to bloom where you're planted and (laughs) it's the manners that are important where you are. That's right. Okay, now just uh, hopping into another topic, and that's rituals and traditions. I know some of us, well, some out there just come by this stuff real naturally. They're crafty. They love all the different seasons and the rituals and traditions, and others get a little overwhelmed and think, does this really matter? Can you speak on that a little bit? I think traditions and um, oh, rituals or how whatever you want to call them are so important in families because... Here's my reason, because that's what gives kids two things in life that gives them security about who they are, who they belong to. And it also gives them hope for things that are going to come up in the future. For example, this past year was so bad with COVID. And so for a lot of our children, having that hope of maybe a family reunion, 4th of July, or this next Christmas when when I'm going to do such and such. Even this past Christmas, we couldn't do the Christmas that we typically have, which is usually large and just craziness. I asked my just, which involves my um, extended family. This year was just going to be our family, which was unusual for us. But I asked all the grandkids, I said, well, do you still want to do cookie decorating? Do you still want to do? And they were, I mean, they're in college and they were overwhelmingly, yes, we yes. want to do every tradition mm-hmm. we've always done, even if mm-hmm. it's just our family. 
our crew. And so we did that. And that tells me that it is that is what traditions do. It said speaks to who you are, who you belong to. This is what our family does. What does your family do? That that says this is this is me. This is who we are. And then it also gives them hope through all that time of that first semester of college last year. Some of mine were brand new freshmen and it was very difficult to walk into that. You've got one in college to walk into mm-hmm. the classes, be online and not get to do all the things that you normally sure. do your freshman year. But mm-hmm. having that, OK, when you come home Christmas, we're going to have something normal. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to so make cookies. We're going to have our talent show. We're going to open presents, all those things. So I believe traditions are very important. At the same time, we always say in our family, we don't want traditions to ever be binding so that everybody's miserable trying to keep <laughs> all of them, you know? So true. Yes. Because as the generation now, you know, we're five generations because my mom is still alive and not uh, she's not just alive. My mom's very happy. She she does the whole brunch, cooks for everyone. She'll be 90 Easter Sunday. She's amazing. So as oh, add generations, you add other traditions, as you add spouses, in-laws, but um, you add those things. So then you have to be very mindful that you're not so overloaded in traditions that are fun that everybody's just like, oh, I can't get to everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're very careful in our family to just each year kind of regroup. Everybody's still on board for this. What do y'all want to do? I'm sure. I tried to walk away from what we do Christmas this year. I said, you know, I'm probably going to do what we do at our house two more years to my youngest grandson graduates from high school. I was kind of laying it out there to my grandkids. And I, you'd have thought I had, jumped off a building they were like what <laughs> are you thinking? like well y'all are going to be marrying other families you've got other things they're like no we're still we're still coming to your house. <laughs> okay you did too you were too good at it <laughs> we'll just keep talking I said oh, oh. so I'm just saying that to say you know be be don't ever let them make your traditions be binding so that everybody's not also don't be afraid to change new traditions can start if you don't come from a family of tradition you can start them and move forward I love that for sure and I think yeah as our families grow just being open to bringing in other people's traditions too and giving it a shot well that's fun and and that I think leads me to one of my final questions like I said I could I could keep going all day so maybe we'll have you back again but uh, you and your mom are just so good at being fun at celebrations at like we opened with just traveling to watch kids sports do you have advice even if there's grandmas listening maybe but how how can we keep things fun and not get bogged down by just the daily grind and all of that how how do you keep yourself just having fun with the family and with all the things that could easily wear you out and make you just grumble and complain I think that you know having something fun to look forward to is just the fun part of life to me I just you know we do the everyday but um, next weekend, uh, we're going to do this, which is going to be super fun. We're all going to go do crawfish or we're going to have somebody's birthday or, or whatever, those kind of things. So for me, I think everybody does have different personalities. I'm always ready for a party. Uh, uh-huh. I love to have people come over to our home and do things. Uh, my mom is just when COVID hit, quit having a house church at her house on Sunday night. And at 
even her age, who, like I said, she'll be 90 this next weekend. Incredible. Um, so I come from a great leader of that. And that is my personality as well to want to entertain and have people over and do fun things. And, but then, you know, I've also learned as I've got older to be able to step away and let the younger ones do things too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. That's great. I love it. My, I just talked to one of my granddaughters who's at Auburn and she's coming home in a couple of weeks. And she said, I'm coming a day early because I want to make such and such. She's stepping into that role. The kids are all stepping into that role of what, what part can I play in the weekend fun? You know, I love it. I don't know if you're an Enneagram person, but can I guess that you might be a seven? Um, you could guess that. But I don't, I'm confused about what I am. And I tell the kids, of course, I am any real person. And I've, we've gone through it a million times. And we really can't pinpoint me. And I think I told them, I think it's just because I'm old. And when you're old, you've done so many things. <laughs> you have to go back and take it like as if you're 10 or 14 or something. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up some seven vibes there. And my mom is for sure. And that's what I love about her is that as she ends one exciting adventure or vacation, she's already planning the next. And in the middle of COVID, she was sending us, um, you know, different travel brochures and things, dreaming about the things that we might do when this all ends. And I just love that that's kind of how she keeps going is dreaming of the next adventure, the next party. And so it's just a good way to live. I yeah. love I think I think you and your your mom and I would have some things in common. Like right now, I'm currently planning a birthday party, Easter celebration, a grad party, our vacation um, in December for our 50th. So yes, I'm, I'm kind of. Maybe so. Maybe I need to go back and look at that seven again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. One of my sons is a seven and my mom and he always say, I, I know you, I know you. They just get each other in that special way. So yeah, my son wakes up each morning and has to think of something fun to look forward to that day to help him get through his schooling. And <laughs> so it's good. Okay, well, I've taken enough of your time for now, but I am so encouraged listening to you. And I just hope all the listeners here will check out your podcast and share it with their parents. I mean, it's really for all generations. And I think that's what I love about it. Now, we've we've talked with Corey about the book Strong and Kind, which was written by she and Willie and you. Now, there's not specific places in the book that says it's written by you, but I have a feeling you are a part of this whole book, right? Um, yes, I was a part of that whole book. And as we talked earlier, um, as my background was was publishing and mm. just a God thing that he put me down that journey so I could help with this journey when um, mm. Willie needed yes. a book and Miss Kay and different ones. And so, yes, um, the bad thing about me is I don't have a great memory, which you, is essential to write books. So um, Corey and I together are able to just like remember things and things the kids did and how we handled that and walked through that. And so we did yeah. that together. And then Willie came in and added his, his um, voice, his voice. And then I just Super fun. edit that a little bit, but <laughs> just a little bit. I love it. <laughs> well, um, one thing I loved in the book that I just wanted to point people to is at the very end in the appendix, there's a Howard family legacy of principles for living. And there are 57 things here. And I just thought maybe you could tell us where these came from, how you determined what to put on that list. 
Well, we started that. This was my husband's idea, and he's not the planner of family things. He's a business wow. guy. Mm-hmm. But he thought of this. We were on vacation with the kids when the kids were young, probably early elementary age. And he just came up with this idea that he wanted us to have a Howard family legacy for living. And he wanted us to write down every vacation we took. He wanted us to be intentional about sitting down at some point and thinking of those things that were important to our family. We wanted those to be our family legacy or our life principles. And that's how it started. And the kids would just call them out. We would write them mm-hmm. down, We'd look back over, had, do we have that one yet? Mm-hmm. And does it sound different enough? And that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it got kind of funny through their teenage years because Johnny would say, okay, uh, everybody in the front of the condo or whatever, we're going to work mm-hmm. on legacy. And that's when you would have a little bit of the rolling eyes and I'm not <laughs> enough yeah. kind of thing. But after we sat down every single time, everybody just loved that, just that conversation and thinking about who we wanted to be, all of us as a family growing up together and what we wanted to leave to our kids. And so in the end, we ended up with the, these 57. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember, you know, when we stopped that he would right. always read over the ones we already had. And then we would keep, <laughs> keep going. And, well, uh, I just think they're great. And there, there's so much good stuff in there. And I'll, I'll put a few of them in our show notes so people can get an idea, but hopefully everyone can get the book as well and see them. But what, what this inspires me to do is sometimes I think we think of a family mission statement or all these different things that some people are really good and organized to do. And it can overwhelm us to try to nail that down, but to start a list like this and to know that it's something you can build on over time is so doable. So I think this is just a really great idea. Thank you. I mean, I, I really do too. And now, of course, it's one of those things that you get to the end of your life and you're even more grateful that you mm-hmm. did, you know? Absolutely. For sure. Well, Chris, one thing I love about you as a grandma and, and great grandma, my goodness, is that you are active on social media. So tell us, for everyone listening who wants to just hop on and find you on Instagram or somewhere, where, where can people find and follow you? I am active on social media. My grandkids would probably wish that I wasn't so much. I'd be very <laughs> mindful of them. I try to be, but I'm just at Chris Howard, C-H-R-Y-S-H-O-W-A-R-D, at Chris Howard on Instagram and Chris, I think, Shackleford Howard on Facebook. And I don't okay. Twitter that much. I'm not a mm. Twitter. Me either. I just don't do it that much. But, you know, and then my website, Rockin' It Grand. And that's just rocking like a rocking chair. We say it's kind of both things that as we, one of the first things we want to do with our grandbabies is rock them, Mm. but we also want to keep on rocking. Rocking. (laughs) So good. And with that, can you give a little heads up to everyone what's going to be coming out next fall? Next fall, we, about my book, is that where we're Yes, exactly. We do have a book coming out and it's 18 um, game-changing ideas for, for grandmothers because you know, being a grandma, you're a game changer just by being the grandma. That's the beauty of a grandma. You really don't have to do a whole lot. Just mm. love them and hug them and mm. your adore you. But Shelly, my good friend Shelly Thomason and I uh, wrote this. We came up with 18 things that we just think will like up your game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Change the so game good. for all those grandkids in your life. I love it. That just inspire the grandparents. Their role is so important. And my boys have been so blessed with awesome grandparents on both sides. And the book is called Rockin' It Grand, right? Just like the mm-hmm. podcast. That's it. We even have Terrific. our picture on the front cover. We're like, 
Wow. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're both so beautiful. I'd put my picture everywhere if I were you. <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you. I, wrote I mean it. I wrote a grandma book. This is funny. Back in the publishing company years ago called Hugs for Grandmas. We had a line of books called Hugs. Some of the people out there listening may um, may know we sold, I don't know, like millions of them. But anyway, I wrote one called Hugs for Grandma, and I was a new grandma. So I was a young grandma. Now I'm not a young grandma. And in fact, I was so young that they wouldn't use my picture on the front cover. They used my mother with my grandchildren on the front. You look too young. Oh, goodness. What a problem. What a good problem. You're both sweet, but then, hey, I missed out on that cover. So now I've got one. Oh, that is so much fun. Well, I love talking to you. I wish that I could live down the street from you too and come over and bake cookies and, and glean from your wisdom. But I sure appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me. And I now I can't wait to read Boy Mom. I've got to go get yeah. that book. Uh, well, I'll make sure you get a copy. So thanks Thank for you. being here. We'll, we'll hope to have you back another time. And God bless you. Aloha. Okay, friends, isn't she just awesome? Doesn't she inspire you? I want to be a grandma like her one day, a great grandma like her. Oh my goodness. Do be sure to check out her book when it comes out and let your parents know too about the Rocking It Grand podcast. Um, it's just such an important thing, I think, to encourage the grandparents out there, but also for us moms to be gaining wisdom from the grandparents out there. So again, hope you enjoyed all that. Find show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 107. And friends, do not miss your chance next week to be a part of the character training course. So to find out more, go to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. Check out what's in those modules. Share it with a friend. I think this is something that could be the highlight of your summer for sure. So thanks for being here. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. <music>